Welcome one. Welcome all to my podcast, focusing on your favorite sports and your favorite athletes on their Olympic journey. This is the road to Tokyo. This is 2020 Vision. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of 2020 Vision. On this week's episode, I chat to two athletes, Jamison Battistella and Chiara Rodingas. Both athletes have a couple things in common. The first being that they both compete in the grueling event known as the heptathlon. In order to complete a heptathlon, you must compete seven different events to gain points, which make up your overall score. The events included in the heptathlon are javelin, high jump, 100 meter hurdles, shot put, 200 meters, long jump, and the 800 meters. It takes a very mentally tough person to be able to compete and succeed in this event. Which brings me to the second thing both Jamison and Kiara have in common. They have both mastered this mentality and are champions at this event. I would like to take this time to congratulate them both on their recent gold medals in the Oceanic Championships held in Townsville. Jamison came through and won the under-20s heptathlon with a score of 4,935. The beginning of my conversation with Jamison was a bit confusing due to the fact that I thought she was a javelin thrower, but we soon work out what she is really about, and that throwing a javelin makes a great profile picture. Here is my chat with Jamison Battistella. So, tell me, how did you begin as an athlete? Uh, so I started when I was about nine, just running up and down the halls with my sister and really enjoyed it, not only the running, but the competition against that too, so I wanted to get involved, and because I'd hit a squad level in swimming months that I could finally give it up because I knew how to swim well, and so I did, and off I went and started all athletics. Well, I kind of wish that I knew how to swim well now. Um, it's good that you picked yeah. that up from an early age. Yeah, definitely. Just something survival skills, but also good to want to go out and stuff. I just know how to swim when we go camping in a way. Yeah, so you're a javelin thrower. When did you decide to make that a thing that you liked? I know because I did athletics when I was younger and it was always a bit of everything. It wasn't until I was about 12 that I picked up um, something that I loved. So when did you find out that javelin was your thing? Um, well, it's not quite my thing, actually. It's one of my seven things, because I'm actually a heptathlete. Oh, that's correct. Sorry. So, <laughs> We're going by a picture, the uh, profile picture on Facebook that I've seen associated yeah. javelin thrower. No no problem. Yeah, so it's hard to get a good profile picture. I'm constantly changing events. But, no, um, that's okay. Yeah, I'm actually a heptathlete. I picked that up probably oh, maybe five years ago now I started, or five seasons ago I started focusing on it, but... When I started the last as a kid, I was more of a jumper and a sort of middle distance runner then moved more into the jumps and then from there started doing the multis at Lua Athletics and realized I was fairly good at it, so I decided to stick with that and specialize in it and now I'm here, I suppose, won a few national medals in it and was lucky enough to get an Oceana medal in it and represent Australia doing not only that but also individual high jump as well, so it's been a great journey. So, um, what is your favourite event out of the lot then, if you don't mind me asking? No, it's fine. My favourite event is actually high jump. I've been doing that for quite a long time and it's my best event out of seven of them. It's gotten me to a lot of places and overseas a couple of times for different comps and I just love it. Yeah, I, I was just thinking then about what you said in regards to finding the proper profile picture that actually, like, you, when we're doing athletics, we don't really get good looks, do we? Um, some of them make us look pretty pretty terrible. Yeah, yeah, so most of my so far have been high jump pictures, but I was uh, luckily enough to get in the local newspaper when I got selected on the Oceana team, and that was 
the picture they took and it was really good so i decided oh that can be my new profile picture there you go so how um did you go in the last oceana games which were only just last week yeah really good i managed to get a silver medal in the individual under 20 women's high jump and then won the gold in the under 20 women's heptathlon so it's a very exciting week i had four pbs out of the seven events and had a very solid individual high jump, and my point score overall wasn't quite a PB, but was close to, so it was really good. Well, the only way is up. Uh, is there anyone that's helped you along the way? I know we have coaches that help us. Do you mind talking to us um, about your coach? Yeah, most definitely. So I've got two main coaches. One is Darren Clark, who works at Maribyrnong Sports Academy and has helped coach me for all my years since I've been at high school and since then as well, and he gives up so much time and effort to help coach me and the rest of my squad, so I'm very grateful for that. And I also have my dad who helped out a lot because it's hard trying to fit everybody in and juggle uni and stuff. So if I can't get with Darren, then I'll end up going to my dad and he takes me for a lot of my running and basically whatever else I need to do that I haven't been able to fit in in the week. He can help me out with it and make sure I get it in. So I'm very grateful for both of them and for all of their help. So is it dad keeping up with you or do you have to keep up with dad when running? Oh, luckily now he has to keep up with me, but I do remember a time when I had to keep up with him doing all of our running sessions, and eventually what he would do is when I was getting a bit faster, he would do as many reps as it would take, him to, uh, take me for him to finally beat me, so we'd do just reps and reps and reps until I'd be so tired because I had to run so much faster than him that he would finally get me on the last one, and that's when we'd stop. But now he doesn't try to run with me because he knows I've got him beat. It just proves that family is a really important thing when it comes to athletics and uh, well, any sport in general. Um, and, and when with family, when we talk about that, we also talk about team. Um, do you mind talking to us about the athletes that you work alongside to help you better yourself? Yeah, definitely. So I've got a really nice uh, squad that we all train together as often as we can. That's with um, Jessie Andrew, who's a sprinter, and she's a really close friend of mine. I also train with Celeste Mucci and Kiara Rodriguez, who are both tech athletes and some are moving over to different events now, but um, we all get along really well and we all push each other at training and encourage each other in comps. It's a really special group we've got. And then we've also got a lot of juniors and up-and-comers. Up up so we've got Olivia Honey, who's a sprinter, who's coming up, and Mari Lou, who's also a sprinter, and a lot of the junior athletes who are working their way up through high school and BCE studies to join the team squad as well, so it's a really good group to start. Is there any athletes that you look up to um, going through the sport? Because there are, there have been some phenomenal Australian athletes that have competed as heptathlon, uh, in the heptathlon as well as the decathlon. Um, who do you look up to? Yeah, definitely. Um, the ones I look up to are particularly heptathletes. One of them is Morgan Mitchell. She's just a really... Not only just a lovely person because I've had the opportunity to meet her a few times, but just such a great and inspirational athlete to achieve what she has done and even know that it's time to change events and to push herself in areas that she's not so comfortable with. It's really something different you don't see so often. It's just great to know that no matter where you are, you can keep changing and adapting and pushing yourself. Someone similar to that, Kat said, I know she's just won a medal at World Junior Games. A similar story, like this is a what, like second team ever as an Australian athlete, and to go from not having any in the junior years to coming up now and winning international medals, and you've even got the greats of all the heptathlon greats like um, Matthew Sam and Jessica Ennis Hill and all of those who are just so great to watch, and even Sally Pierce, our own Australian athlete. There's just so many out there, but 
definitely Morgan Mitchell is one of my favourite ones to look at at the moment. That's awesome. Do you see us? Where do you see yourself in uh, five years? Five years time, I'll probably be still at uni or hopefully just graduating. But I'd love to still be doing athletics at as high as a level as I can. Hopefully, I'm hoping to make a World Junior Games in 2021 or 2023. So somewhere around there, or another Oceania comp to help step into World Junior. Nice, but hopefully one of those comps and slowly working towards the even more senior international comp that comes in the Olympics. But definitely a bit more than five ways, five years away yet, but that's the ultimate plan. What are you looking at studying at university? I'm currently at the University of Melbourne where I'm doing a Bachelor of Arts, and I'm majoring in psychology and criminology. That goes for three years after I finish that. I'm thinking maybe doing a graduate teaching degree, but the ultimate career once athletics and everything is followed through with as far as I can get it. Um, I actually want to get into firefighting and most firefighters have a second job so I'm thinking some police teaching on the side but we'll see how it all goes. It's a fair time at uni before I'll get into any of that and things change so but that's the plan for the moment. It sounds like you've got your head screwed on. I like it. Yeah, I've got a bit of a plan. We'll see if I stick to it though. Things change. But that's alright. We need to have a plan. So, um, having the fact that you've competed at the Oceana Games, you get the opportunity of wearing the green and gold. What was it like putting that on, those colours? Oh, it's just amazing. I was actually lucky enough to make the Oceana Champ two years ago as well, which were held in Fiji, and it was just surreal. And going from that, this one meant even more to me because, unfortunately, I was got injured two weeks before I competed, so I tore ligaments in my ankle and managed to actually get out on the field and have a jump and clear a height, but it was not the performance that I was hoping for or expecting. And it was as great as it was being able to actually compete in the green and gold. I didn't, I wasn't able to do it to the best of my ability. So it was so much more like surreal this time to be able to put on the uniform and get out on the track and run so close to PBs and come home with medals and feel like not only have I done myself proud and competed at my absolute best, but also done my country proud. That's awesome. So you did talk about injury there. Um, that would have been very disappointing to go through, but we um, always lift ourselves up. How do you how do you bounce back? How do you show resiliency when it comes to those sort of um, things that happen to you? Yeah, it's really hard, and especially that time was a really difficult time, not only for myself, but for my family, because they were trying to do as much as I can to try to get me right. Nearly an impossible journey at the time, but just having them around me and having my family always around me to support me whenever I've needed or had a bit of a downtime that I was just struggling to get past, but just trying to focus on the journey itself and not only the end goal, because sometimes the end goal can become so consuming that you forget everything that you've already been through and all the hard work you're putting in and even just enjoying all the little things. So just mainly trying to focus on that and the friends that I've made through the sport and everything that I've achieved already and just focus on what I'm working towards and the reasons why I love the sport helps to get through all those tough times and injuries and when things aren't going so right. So an ad once told me from little things, big things grow. So I guess that's what that's the focus you've got there. Those little things are the allow are things that allow you to therefore go further and um, not get yourself too down and that's a thing that in sports nowadays, which sucks. You've got a lot of people that do struggle with the mental health aspects and, and things like that. Is there anything that you do in your downtime to allow um, bad thoughts, in a sense, to not creep forward? Yeah, I do. I love reading. Um, I've loved reading 
for a very long time whenever I'm struggling a bit, I just need to get my head out of whatever uh, string of thought I'm thinking on, then I just pick up a book and disappear into another world and another story and I can lose myself in that for hours if I need to and just something else to focus on and take my mind off things. But definitely that. And other than that, just music, it helps me focus my thoughts and get my head right and all that sort of stuff. So between the definitely the reading and even some music as well, it just helps me redirect whatever I'm thinking on and take my mind off whatever I need to. What's the go-to artist before a race then or a big event? I've got a whole playlist. You can't go wrong with some Eminem. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, I know. I, know. I, I kind of thought you were going to say that. That is the ultimate pump up. Yeah, I think he's the one that I've got most. Like, I've got a fairly big playlist, but if I pick one artist that represents a fair few of my songs, it would be him. But I don't know. I've got a lot of you know, EP songs and a few like pump up ones with some actual lyrics, even some Imagine Dragons and stuff on there as well, because they're. My all-time favourite artist, but as for my pump-up playlist goes, probably Eminem. Yeah, Taylor Swift is also one to go for if you ever want to chuck her in there, but um, <laughs> no, that's good. All right, so um, one last thing. Can you give me some words of advice uh, that you would give to the younger people going through the sport or people that are wanting to get back in, into it or whatever? Uh, what are the words of advice that you would give them? Um, probably just to stay strong. Like, there's a lot of tough times in sport, especially when you're trying to compete at such high levels or reach your goal. There's always going to be times when things don't quite go your way. So just stay strong and persist through them and just focus on the things of the sport that you love, like the reason that you started in the first place, because that's ultimately what keeps us all in it and what keeps us going and what makes us push hard every training session and every competition. So focus on those and just stay strong through all the tough times and eventually the results will start to show themselves. Thank you very much for joining me for a chat. And um, in five years, I hope that you're teaching my kid because you've obviously got a, a great way of like speaking. I can I, I work in school, so I can sense the teacher in you. And uh, yeah, I wish you the best. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being on. No, that's okay. Well, yeah, uh, you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you too. Bye. There we had Jamison, an athlete with a very bright future. Now let's go on to Kiara. Kiara won the Open Heptathlon with a point score of 5,149. I personally enjoyed Kiara's story. Find that not all athletes start from a young age. Here is my chat with Kiara Radingas. So, can you tell me how you began as an athlete? Uh, well, I've got a little bit of a uh, sort of atypical story. I, I didn't really start um, athletics until later in life. I was always good at school at athletics, so it just didn't necessarily win anything apart from the high jump, um, but I used to go in everything. Um, and then I was in the Gold Fields in Western Australia, um, and I worked in the mines after school, so I didn't do any sport then. And then I moved to Perth for university, and it wasn't until about after a year in Perth um, that I wanted to um, get involved more in um, the opportunities that were available in Perth. And um, I decided to go down to an athletics club because I never played any sort of ball sport or anything when I was a kid because I was in a small rural country town. We didn't have enough people for um, teams. So um, athletics was the only sort of thing I knew that I could already do um, to a level. And I just wanted to go and make some friends and have some fun. And um, at I think I was just before I turned 21, kind of, I went down. My coach just happened to be... Um, 
an elite sort of minded coach and he said, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I do sprinting. I like sprinting and I do high jump. And he kind of looked at me and he laughed a little bit because I was quite quite heavy and I wasn't really tall and I wasn't being pole like like a high jumper. And then he said, what do you jump then? And I said, I've jumped 160. And then he was quite surprised and um, said, well, you must be very strong. I think you should be a heptathlete. And I said, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> and then um, he, he went through the events and I, he got to the 800 and I was like, oh, I don't think I can run that far. He's like, well, let's just see how you go um, until you decide exactly what you want to do. And ever since then, I've tried to the hep and I just, Love it. <laughs> and let me guess, your 800 is your favourite? <laughs> well, it's, it's actually, it's not my favourite as in, like, I don't get excited to do that. No, but nobody what does. what I love about it is that you can work harder and get better um, a lot easier than the other events because all the other events are so technical mm. um, that you kind of just have to wait for your strength to build, your agility to get better, your coordination, you just practice the drills and do it and it just takes time, um, whereas the 800, you can put in the work and you see the results a bit better. So within Australia, the 800 is probably my strongest event. So how have you gone so far um, success-wise in your, in your competing? Uh, well, my first heptathlon was the end of 2012 and that was pretty much no training. Um, that was just sort of my first experience. I went to the um, uni games in Adelaide, and I did three thousand eight hundred points. That's <laughs> um, right. And so I just, you know, like my hurdles were a bit of a disaster. I'd never done them before. Had never done long jump before. Um, we did a few sessions at javelin before I went, and I was actually naturally quite good at that. But I had never thrown a jab before. Um, and yeah, so it was fun for me and um, I kind of enjoyed the competition. I think I came fifth at those uni games and um, there was another year of me going back to the goldfields to work on the mines to save some money to pay for my um, uni and stuff in Perth. Um, and then the next uni games, I, um, I was actually very lucky in those ones because I actually won it but it was quite a low scoring year. So I won in 4,200 points. And um, because I won, I was like, wow, I'm pretty good at this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then 4,200 points isn't that high a score, but I didn't really realise. Um, but I was like, well, I'm going to keep going because I, I want to get better at this. I really enjoy it. And um our club also did a lot of professional running, so we went on the professional circuit um, for handicap races. And in uh, the end of 2013, I um, was one of the front markers at the Adelaide Bay Sheffield um, at Christmas time, and I won that off 10 metres um, for $5,000. And that was, I think, one of the strongest moments that I was like, oh, I really like running. Um, and that was just after my uni games win as well so that all got me hooked and then since then I've just kind of started working my life more around it so that um, I can really get the best out of it because I started so much later than um, most people I, I don't have time on my side in that sense so I want to do a kind of an all or nothing person so 
um, I, I put everything into what, what I'm passionate about at the time. So um, I want to do all the little things that I can do right to give myself the best chance to, to improve uh, while I'm doing it. So I'm not particularly um, worried about like um, achieving certain milestones or anything, I'm just chasing that improvement. And I had no idea when I first started that I'd be at the level that I'm at now. Um, I just want to get better, and in doing so, I've gotten <laughs> really quite good. So um, I won in the professional circuit. I won the Adelaide Bay Sheffield, so that was my first one. I won the 2016. Um, Ballarat Gift and that was three metres further back than my Bay win and then I won um, the 2018 Parkdale Gift um, and the 2018 Bunbury Geograph Gift which was $14,000 that was off 375 in Victoria now I'm off scratch so I don't have a handicap (laughs) and I still make finals which is I just I just try and look back at where I started. So five years ago, I was running off 10 metres, which means you're 10 metres forward from the back line and people are chasing you down. And now I don't have a handicap anymore. So in those five years, I've improved 10 metres in my sprinting. And then um, for my heptathlon, I, I just, um, I think because I did everything from the start, from kind of being nothing, so... I did everything right in the gym, so my strength was getting better. I did everything right in terms of my rehab, getting massages and um, physios and stuff like that. Um, And then my fitness, obviously, from just training was getting better. So my um, improvement curve was just exponential. So each year I I got a lot of improvement. So each year from 2013, I won the uni games in a higher score. And the last year, um, 2016, I competed in person, broke the record in 5,500 and something points. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, well done. um, Thank you. (laughs) And then uh, the last, uh, apart from this year, um, the last, what was that, 2016, 2017 and 2018, I got a silver medal at Nationals. Always the bridesmaid. (laughs) Yeah. And um, last year, I got the Commonwealth B standard for the Commonwealth Games um, and came second at the trials, which I was pretty stoked about. So I knew that I was in that sort of shape. Um, just in, in Western Australia, there's not a lot of opportunities, um, not a huge depth in competition. So um, after winning Bunbury last year, after the trials, because I didn't get selected for the Commonwealth Games, I decided to move to Melbourne. Um, and then, unfortunately, when I got to Melbourne, I um, I got a plantar fasciitis, um, and then a plantar fascia tear because I was really stubborn and kept training on it and didn't really indicate to anyone how bad it was. Um, and so this year's nationals was a little bit of a um, flop because I two weeks before nationals I had torn my plantar fascia, but we still did it anyway. Yeah, um, didn't quite crack five thousand points. Um, and then um, you would have done better than I would have (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um, yeah so I I still had seven which I suppose when you look at that that's pretty decent yeah no that's good is there anyone that you look up to in the sport um well athletic for me is a bit strange in that sense 
because I've never been in it as a kid. I've never had an Olympic dream. I've never had idols that I looked up to in terms of I want to be like that person. Um, when I when I started, I still didn't have that dream because I didn't think I was any good um, or that I could be any good. Um, I just wanted to improve myself. And when I started getting to a little bit higher level is when I started to um, sort of gain a little bit more interest in other athletes, um, mainly because they, I was coming up to kind of not quite their level, but, you know, they were around when I was around at nationals or um, things like that. Or then I started looking at international, especially hip athletes, and because the hip one is such a varied event, there's some events that I'm stronger than um, some of the best in the world in, in, in one event, and they're just um, consistently better in, say, the others. But you just start to see glimpses of where you could be, you know, if you look at my projection from where I started to where I am now, if I continue to work the way I have um, and look after myself the way I have, I don't believe there's any restriction on where I can go if I keep putting in that work. And there's so many flaws in my technique that I know that there's an improvement there. So I think I'm a little bit underestimated because people look at my age. Um, so I'm 27 now and they kind of go, oh, well, she's had a day kind of, not necessarily that they think 27-year-olds are there, but in the sport, I'm still such a baby, you know, like even 19-year-olds have been there twice as long as I have. Um, so I just haven't had that consistent race experience, and especially because I went straight into the hip, I've had to balance it between seven events. So the number of hurdle races I've done is, you know, half or a third of, of what anyone else I'm kind of competing against has done. So in that sense, um, I just don't see a lot of limit to my improvement as long as I'm making sure I'm looking after my body and um, doing those little one percenters right. Um, I've lost track of the question that you actually asked. No, that's okay. It was just in regards to uh, who inspires you. Um, I did ask in regards to athletics, but not only in athletics, but in life, who inspires you to continue that extra step? Oh, uh, um, yeah. So in athletics... Um, so we have a gift um, here in Leonora where I grew up and it's a tiny little country town and there's a running, running race called the Golden Gift. Um, it's not actually a gift, it's scratch races, so everyone just, the main event is the Golden Mile um, and then there's sprint races on the street and everything. Um, so that started when I was 10 years old and Steve Moningetti was the patron of that gift and I remember him coming to the school and we used to have to chase him around the oval at his marathon pace and we could hardly keep up for 100 metres and yeah. he does that for a whole 42 kilometres. And so the first couple of years that they came um, to do that event, I just, I always thought athletes were a different breed of people, you know, they're just different people. Um, and they're athletes and then we're normal people. Um, but because I've, I've lived here and I've come back every year since then, so I've been 18, 17 or 18 years now, every year you, you see different people come and, and they talk to you and they do different things and um, you just start to realise that they're actually just normal people who work really hard. Um, and Kylie Wheeler used to come 
here for a couple of years as well. And I didn't realise at the time, um, but now that I reflect back on it, that was quite an influence on on my thinking and, and what you could do and stuff. And I think the main thing was that she, she would do really well in the sprints and she would do really well in the 600, but she wouldn't necessarily win. But she was a silver medalist or whatever she got at the Commonwealth Games. Like, she was one of the top athletes in Australia. She's one of the best of all time in the heptathlon, but she didn't necessarily win those races. And um, my dad, I remember my dad explaining to me what the heptathlon was. So I had actually forgotten that I did know what that was when I went uh, to my, my coach that I ended up in Perth. So it's all funny when you, when you look back at things um, and little moments that built up to your way of thinking and your way of, um, I suppose, applying what what you know and what you have to the situations that you're in. So um, I think that event is really, really significant in my life to my thinking of where I want to go and what I can achieve because um, the athletes kept coming back every year and, and you really feel like they're just people and they're doing something they love and they're doing it really well. Um, no, that's, yeah, that's I, good. Yeah, I really love that. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Now, um, do you mind giving some words of advice to athletes that are getting into it um, or getting back into it or, you know, starting from scratch? What would you say to those athletes that are, uh, are wanting to start again or, yeah, do, do athletics? What, what would you say to them? Um, I had a really nice moment at this year's Nationals um, with Tineal Craze, her name is. And I think that's, sorry if I got that wrong. That's okay. Um, she, she came, I think, fifth at this year's Nationals. And the heptathlon's gotten really strong in the last couple of years. Um, and she did a massive TV and everything. And, and I was very upset at the end of the hep. Uh, the 800 was a disaster. My foot was just not working and I was kind of flopping around. And I... <laughs> I, I did a very slow time and I was just a bit devastated that I'd actually um, kind of missed my spot on the Oceana team. Um, and she came up to me and she said, I don't know if you remember me from the uni games a few years ago. And I, as a kid, I think she was a sprint hurdler or something. Um, and she had given that away and then come back into the sport and decided to do the hip. And she was a bit older. Um, 21 or 22 or something and I had said to her in that we were doing the warm down lap and I had said to her don't worry about your age it's never too old everyone always is is going after the the young talent and um you know the the future potential and I said you do you and do what you love and if, if you're doing it because you love it and stick at it um and work really hard it doesn't, it doesn't matter how old you are. And then so she's come back a couple of years later and now she's come fifth in a very strong field at Nationals and with a massive PV and she just gave me a big hug and she said, you, you really, you were one of the reasons why I stuck at it and then I got this. So I was, I was blown away by that. And I think that's the biggest thing. Um, I think sometimes we, we're kind of under the impression that you, you have to have started when you were little or, you you know, you're going to be behind or you're never going to catch up or any of that stuff. But I think the strongest thing that you can gain from starting later is that it's your choice 
and it's something that you want to do and um, it, it's your responsibility then and then I think that's a lot more powerful in terms of resilience and uh, continue to do it and also just enjoying the process a lot and I'm not saying that juniors don't get that at all but um, there's just a lot of benefit I think from coming into the sport late um, and having that responsibility over yourself because then it's your journey and it's something that um, you're just going to keep going because you love it rather than there's pressure to do it or anything like that and I think you see a lot of improvement um, in in that process so um yeah, it's never, never too late to start, is my advice. I love it. Well done. Um, and I wish I wish you the best of luck with your future. Um, you're all good in regards to health and everything now? Um, I, I actually got a late call-up for the Oceana thing, <laughs> which was awesome. Yep. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's been a long time since I've won it, which was <laughs> an even bigger surprise because um, the head one, you have to finish it to win it, obviously, and, and it's something that, there's so many things that can go wrong through the competition. Um, so the other Aussies actually ended up pulling out um, and I kept going through. So I still got quite a low score um, because I had been rehabbing my plantar fascia. It was, it was pretty, it was really, we were pretty confident in um, how it was going, going into that comp, but it did flare up a fair bit. So I still got a bit of rehab to go, but in terms of it being repaired and everything, um, like that, it's all good to go. Just need to make sure I'm smart about it and not go too hard too soon. So we've just backed off a little bit and letting that settle again. Um, but everything's going really well. I'm getting stronger in the gym, and I've I've been training since um, I did it, and I haven't lost a lot. I think it's just that new new tendon needs to mm. be strong strong enough to deal with the sprinting. I think. <laughs> yeah. Well. It- it sounds like it came full circle for you in a sense. You were worried about not getting that Oceana spot and then look what happened. Um, it, yeah, it's exactly. amazing, the story. So that, that was my first Australian team, so I was pretty stoked about that. So the green and gold was hanging up? to get in. Yeah, well, that's my plan. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Well, thank you very much for joining me for a chat. Um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what happens with you in the future. Okay, thank you very much. That's all right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you to Jamison and Kiara for being a part of 2020 Vision and telling your stories. We know that your future will feature many more green and gold moments. There we have episode 11 of 2020 Vision. Make sure to join me next week. Who knows who we're going to get. Thank you for listening to another episode of 2020 Vision. If you want to find us elsewhere, go to Podbean, YouTube, or Spotify and type in 2020 Vision. You can also find us on Facebook. Thank you very much for joining us, and we'll see you again next week.